Welcome back to Secondhand Sellers. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clayton. Thank you for joining us again. Here to talk more about selling. And buying things to, to resell online. <laughs> it's the usual. Yeah. Business as usual. So yeah. today we have a couple of topics for you. We would like to talk about um, whether we keep or we sell. I think this, uh, we would love to hear if this is your case too. Mm -hmm. But for us, we thrift for ourselves too. Mm. Um, that was sort of, we talked about this before, my gateway into reselling was actually thrifting for myself. Um, and so when does the hobby turn into a hoard? When is it a hoarding problem Yeah. and not just, you know, it, getting there, what you need? Yeah. There's a difference between your cool collection that's organized and displayed and I have boxes of stuff that's all and put away and it never gets used, never seen. And that could be potential funds to turn into, turn your hobby into an actual side hustle or mm -hmm. business. So where, where do you draw the line on that? Where do you draw the line on? I'm buying this for my business because I think it's cool versus where do I, I'm buying this because I like it and it's cool. Yeah, and I think, too, like, even if you're not, if it's not like, oh, I'm holding on to this thing and I could sell it to, for my business mm -hmm. to make money, you could also sell it so that you get the thing you actually want or need and mm -hmm. not just hanging on to stuff because it's neat. Because there is a lot of stuff. We live in an, in a world that's inundated with mm -hmm. things, um, especially here in the West. It's actually a problem how many things are out there. Yeah. And... Um, it's easy to run across interesting things when you're out there in the thrifts, out there in the estate sales, mm -hmm. garage sales, things you never knew existed yeah, and things you don't need. So I guess you take the lead on this. What do you think? What is the, where's the line there? What do you keep? What do you sell? So, um, a lot of my own other hobbies, mm -hmm. for example, I play a lot of board games. Um, I play magic, the gathering, um, Expensive hobbies. Expensive hobbies. If I come across it at a garage sale where it's like, ooh, I like this board game or I like the... Mm -hmm. I might consider buying it if it's a reasonable price, but I have bought some stuff where it's like, I'm buying this so I can resell. In fact, my own magic hobby um, kind of actually funded most of my reselling mm -hmm. because I would buy entire collections and then part through it and keep some stuff make my profit back and a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. um, there's always just that line of, I don't want to be sitting there upon mounds of potential mm -hmm. when I can be using that to fund more of my hobby or fund more... Um, things that actually matter to you. Things that actually matter, like my actual business... Um, for example, I recently found, I talked about this last episode, this box that's full of these collectible cups. One of the things I love is Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Great thing. And I found these cool 1990s McDonald's plastic cups. They're these hard plastic, really nice, be great for a display piece. I could hold on to them. Be really cool. Mm -hmm. But then I was just thinking, I'm if I take them, I put them in a bookshelf, display them. All they're going to do is collect dust. Or I can sell them. 
and they sell for around $15 on eBay consistently each cup. I'd rather just go ahead and sell them just so that way they're out of my um, responsibility, just mm -hmm. out of just for the fact that I like them, but doesn't mean I need them. And you're not a Jurassic Park collector. No, no, and I'm in not. In particular. And that's a different thing, too. Yeah. I think, I think it's like with anything in life. Mm -hmm. I think there's a place for balance and um, not going to either extreme. Because mm -hmm. you can also get into the selling mania where it's like, sell everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the cat and everything. You still want Just, to be able to show your own um, niche, your own style for, um, like, Decorating your home, mm -hmm. or or decorating your workspace, or something along those lines. And it is lines. okay to thrift for yourself sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, you just shouldn't always be holding on to everything just for the sake of. But I like it. I think it's cool. Right. Um, if I were to keep half of the things that I thought were really cool, I honestly probably would never resell. <laughs> You'd be edged out of your house uh, with be, stuff. Be, because there's so many things that I come across. And there uh, are some weird and interesting things out there. There really are. Creepy hobo clowns. Oh my gosh, we've <laughs> talked about them. We, have one of us, we need to get each find a... That should be our, uh, one of us yes. where we each find a, a, the a hobo creepiest hobo clown we can find. We'll gift each hobo other clown. hobo clowns for Halloween. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, we should do that. Yeah. Um, so, when it, when it comes to what you can find out there, there's that balance or even a replacement where you can buy something. Okay. But something else needs to come out of your storage to go to resell just because of the fact that if you're always buying for yourself, you're, you're either not going to be profitable. And I know most of you probably are doing this just for a hobby. Mm -hmm. It's something fun to do. E even if it's only, you know, a hundred bucks a month, it's something fun to do. It's just, you got to remember whatever time and money that you're investing in it. You, you know, nobody wants to come over and look at your massive hoard and go. Of random crap. Yeah. Of random crap and go, oh, wow. Neat. <laughs> and I think too, you, cause you sort of like touched on it, but kind of zoomed past it. But when you talk about your primary hobby is the games, mm -hmm. the D&D, that kind of thing. If you find a board game that's in the genre that you're looking, that you like, that you enjoy, that could be a more fiscally responsible way to, to get it. Mm -hmm. You're getting it. I mean, those games. I don't. Some of you probably know. Um, if you don't, board games, especially board games with high graphic value, lots of like artist renderings and things, are expensive. Yeah, fifty dollars on up consistently. Yeah, I mean that's the low end is yeah. fifty. And so if you can find that thing it may have even been on your list of games you wanted to try mm -hmm. it's not bad it's could even be a positive for you to pick it up secondhand for yourself yeah then there's always the option you play it you don't like it you sell it yeah so th th there's always there isn't this sense of permanence either and you kind of touched on the sort of one in one out sort of thing yeah there were times where i would pick up a really cool 
none of us need coffee mugs at this point in our lives, probably. Yeah. Right? If, you, if you're if you out of your parents' house, you probably don't need a coffee mug anymore. It's one of those things that... Because you already have 50. That you find some and you buy or people gift them to you. Yes. Because they're easy to fill with candy or something and go, here, Merry Christmas. There's and... <laughs> so many out there. And there's so many fun ones, cool mm-hmm. ones. I like pottery ones. Mm-hmm. Hand-thrown pottery. So what I tried to do, I have found pottery ones secondhand. I have a couple in my 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 collection, I guess you would say, my kitchen, that are pottery that I have found secondhand for a decent price. Hand, handmade pottery from the artist often is very expensive. Yeah. And I have some that were bought new or gifted to me new. Um, at that that is the point where some of those lesser nice ones leave, mm-hmm. and I might sell them, I might not. Most of the ones I've gotten rid of, I didn't. They weren't worth selling. Um, but that keeping that in mind that if you do find something that's really really cool and it's similar to something you've got and you like you weigh whether or not you like that one better than the other one. Yeah. And if if you get to the point you start and that's kind of my goal like if I can decorate my house, collect things for for my own use, fill my closet with nice clothes. Mm-hmm. If I keep them nice and keep the de- decor that I buy nice. And I decide I don't like it anymore, or I find something I like better, it still gives you that option of selling it later. Yeah. And I think um, it can be a very fiscally responsible thing as long as you don't keep everything. Yeah. Um, yep. And so for me, there's a lot of things I find, like you said, you find some cute things. I We talked about earlier a mug that I bought. It was, I think it was maybe our last episode. The last episode. I talked about yeah. the cats, the cat mug, and. It was cute. Had it not sold for a reasonable price, I probably would have kept it and just gotten rid of one of my lesser ones. But as it was, the money was better than the mug at that point. I didn't need another one. I have plenty of nice mugs. You know, and you can think about that when you're you're sourcing too. Like, is if it's something you might keep if it doesn't sell, that's also okay. Or even something to gift to someone. To gift, yeah. Um, Sometimes I'll look for things that I know my friends like mm-hmm. so that way if i sit on it and it's like man this hasn't sold it's i'm not bent out of shape about okay i'm just gonna give it to somebody who will appreciate well, can, it yeah. and if they decide they don't want it it ends up back at goodwill or whatever or they give it to somebody else i don't care yeah small small loss there yeah so i think just balance i think would be the, the theme of this mm-hmm. whether or not you keep or you sell um we would love to hear how you determine it like maybe some of you don't buy things to sell that you would like, which is also a valid thing. You could have a niche that you might understand the niche and what mm-hmm. people in that niche are looking for, but it doesn't interest you at all. Yeah. And there are certain things like we sold, um, we sort of pay attention to art and we want art for our home. And I have some art pieces that I have purchased secondhand. Um, and one, we went to an estate sale one time. They had a ton of different art stuff. You could tell that they were very interested in art. We bought pieces for our personal collection, but we also picked up avant-garde magazine. It's neat as a thing. Mm -hmm. I am not specifically into avant-garde art. Um, And my sister, who is an artist, isn't also specifically into avant-garde. We can appreciate it for it being this thing. But it was no, there was no sadness in picking them up to sell. Yeah. In fact, my husband found one of them there. And then we went, my sister and I went back 
one of the other days and found another one and we sold them for a set. And I think we paid five dollars for them and sold them for in the fifty. We made profit in the fifty-ish range. So they sold for good. It was a limited run magazine from the sixties and seventies. Um, but we might be in the art realm. We might be looking for things in the art realm for our home. Mm-hmm. But there are things in that are offshoots of that that may not be my thing or our thing, but we can recognize that some, it will be somebody else's yeah. thing. And honestly, I think it's easier to sell the things that I have little to no attachment to. Mm-hmm. It's easier when I go, I know that this will sell, so I'll buy it and list it, and I have no qualms about somebody making me a lower offer than what I got it listed mm-hmm. for. Because to me, it's like, oh, I'm making profit anyway, and I hit accept. Yeah. Versus something that, like, if I was to sell a board game, you value it higher. I value it a little bit higher, not because it's more valuable, but because to me, I appreciate it more. And mm-hmm. um, an example of this, I recently picked up an electric can opener, one of those um, cabinet mounted ones. Mm-hmm. It was in the box, never been used. It, I paid like $3 for it. It sold for, I listed it for like 58 because I was the average for what it was going for. Yeah. 58 bucks for a can opener. Electric can openers, guys. And Find them new. Somebody made me an offer. It was $10 cheaper than what I had it listed for. And because I just had no emotional attachment to this thing. Yeah, whatever. I Take just it. hit accept <laughs> immediately. I didn't even think about it. Just because it, it was one of those, I bought it, listed it. It was up for like four days, and it's gone. It's fine. It's a practical it, item. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and I made profit. I have no attachment to it. Versus... If I sell, like, a video game that, like, a GameCube game, and I know technically I could keep the game because I like it, and I struggle with, oh, should I really list it? Because there's others that are listed for, like, 15. Really, I'd want to get 20 for it, but... And and it's not... And sometimes I just go, forget it. I'm just going to hold on to it. And that's silly, because realistically i could use the 15 dollars to further my dreams but there are just sometimes those things just because of the fact i enjoy it Mm -hmm. i hold on to it (laughs) we all have our things uh i think to to the thing to the to the point that it's easier to to let go of things that are you don't have attachment to Mm -hmm. i think it's also true of things that you might think are cool like super cool Mm -hmm. but they don't fit you yeah. Or they don't work in your lifestyle. So, for instance, I don't know if you can still see it, but we have our Planet Hollywood 1990s uh, jacket over here on Sheila, our mannequin. Um, I think this is a cool jacket. I found this at a uh, large chain thrift store. Link. And the back's even cooler. It has a giant, like, embroidered Planet Hollywood logo on it. It's in great shape overall. A couple spots I need to try to get out. But really great shape for how old it is. And we're talking 1991, I think, is the copyright date on it. So, pretty old. Um, Very cool jacket. It's a size extra large men's. Mm -hmm. I am not a size extra large men's. And I... I don't want to be able to fit into it. So um, I'm not, definitely not kind of going to try to be fitting into it. It's super cool jacket, but you know what? That should go to somebody who can appreciate it more than I can. Yep. And so that will be listed hopefully pretty soon um, for that reason. But I but I saw it and appreciated it. And I debated because it was a little higher than what 
I sometimes would pay, but it's cool. It was cool. unique enough. It's, it's a 1990s. It's, it's got it. that thick, like, solid denim, mm -hmm. like denim used to be. Um, and so I think that's the other thing. The other piece is just learning. You can appreciate something and think it's so cool, but you don't have to own it yeah. every time. Yeah. So That's a good way to put it. Sometimes maybe it's a yes, maybe it's a trade, mm -hmm. something you own. Obviously, if you find a shirt, that's a t-shirt that's super cool, and you know you have one with holes in it in your drawer, fine. Yep. Swap it. But, you know, pick your poison. Yep. Don't drink it all. You will die. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have anything else on that point? Uh, no, just stay away from having a hoarder's nest. Yeah, and if you have a problem with this... I would, I would personally like advise doing the thing where, like I mentioned earlier, find a niche that you can understand, that you can appreciate, but that you don't love or don't appreciate too much. Maybe it's not your taste, but you can see how it might be somebody else's taste. Because yeah. that would be the easiest way to keep yourself away from getting buried under, because you're going to find endless mounds of cool stuff. Uh, it's just everywhere. So, no, only a hobby, no warts. Yes. No warts. We are not Anglo-Saxons. No warts. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we can go on to our next topic. It's not quite um, in line with the same thing, but we want to talk about thrifting and then reselling for special occasions. Mm -hmm. So, weddings, parties, holidays. What do you got? So, um... A lot of our decorations, both like Christmas decorations or any other holidays throughout the year, we have picked up garage sale. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them. Um, from little knickknacks to decorate in the bathroom, or we recently picked up um, this lantern. It looks like a metal, um, wow, uh, jack-o'-lantern. Mm -hmm. um, and... You can put a candle in it. It looks just super cool. We kept it. It's only a dollar. You know, we got a garage sale. And so I, especially holiday decorations, they're mm -hmm. so cheap at garage sales and Goodwill. Goodwill practically gives you, gives them away basically with how cheap you can get them in comparison to what you pay at the store. Mm -hmm. They're worth getting just to house your own stuff that look neat. Um, Another thing we did recently, we went to the Renaissance Festival, and the weekend that we went was Irish-themed. Okay. And so we went to, like, four or five different Goodwills and picked random pieces of stuff to make costumes that weren't kind of Irish-themed Renaissance. It was mm -hmm. just fun. Uh, we could have spent, it was, like... 25 bucks to buy a costume online from mm -hmm. like Amazon. A cheap, crappy a, a cheap, costume. cheap, crappy costume would have worked. Or we could have spent probably like 20 bucks or 20, 30 bucks more and it would have been a little nicer quality. But it was just fun to go to the Goodwill and sift through things to find things to be like, this is my costume. It works. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't great. It was just more fun. Mm -hmm. you know, That's just. If you plan far enough ahead, though, you can find some really interesting stuff. Yes, there. yes. We only planned it maybe like a month ahead. It, it was, and we were busy during most of it the weekends. It was on the last it minute. Was, it was kind of last minute, but 
when it comes to your events, like you having a get together or, you know, Halloween's coming up, go out there and have fun with it. You you don't know what you're going to find by popping into your random Salvation Army or Goodwill or whatever. Like, it's crazy what you can find. <laughs> and I think, I would say keep yourself open even in the off seasons. Mm-hmm. So if you know you're going to go, so for instance, where we live, uh, the Renaissance Fair comes the same time every year. Yeah. It's in the same location and it comes for the same set of weeks every year. So if you know that and you know you want to go to it or you know you have a Halloween party every mm-hmm. year or you have a Christmas party every year or whatever, I don't care if it's June. If you're out there thrifting anyway, keep your eyes open. Just be open to finding those things because that's the best way to find yep. really interesting stuff. In fact, that we probably get more of our Christmas decorations in the, in the summer months than we do during the winter months. Because of the garage sales and Just stuff? Just because of the garage sales. <laughs> I would even say, like, at the thrift stores, look for them to discount holiday items mm-hmm. around the time of the holiday and shortly after because they want to clear that crap out. So that is, if you have some storage space or you know, like, you're missing a wreath, you really need a Christmas wreath, mm-hmm. and you didn't find it this year uh, for a price you wanted, or you, I like glass pumpkins, you know, maybe I find one discounted after fall. Yeah. If you have the storage space, get it while you can get it cheap. Yeah. Um, as long as you aren't going too far, obviously. Why we don't want to keep our hoarding to a minimum. <laughs> I, I would. So right now I have one tote that is the decorated or decorated, the designated Christmas decorations mm-hmm. tote for reselling. And I have made sure with the exception of some um, Department 56 stuff, I don't overfill it. Mm-hmm. And I've just been filling it throughout the summer. When just, it's full, it's full. And when it's, when it's full, it's full, I'm done. But it's provided me enough stuff to source so that way I'm just keeping Christmas in mind. And whether that all sells or not, don't know. But I haven't listed any of it. It's just there, ready for me to list for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So. Set aside so you can find it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, just keeping it separated, like mm-hmm. you would with your own holiday decorations. Yeah, basically. So you have said you have thrifted for yourself for holidays. Mm-hmm. Do you have a top item, like the thing that was the coolest, any holiday that you found for for decor? Uh, not that I can think of offhand. Although um, <laughs> this is really stupid. Um, we went to Goodwill one year, last year, and we found three pumpkins that are just perfectly one a little bit smaller than the others Uh and made basically a snowman out of pumpkins that we (laughs) put outside of our door they're not they're not meant to go together one's purple one's white one's orange it was just they perfectly sized so it looks almost like a snowman and we said that's funny and that's what we bought pumpkin snowmans in december yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i I've bought some of my holiday. I haven't bought, I wouldn't even say most of my holiday secondhand, but I picked up a couple cornucopia, like wicker and, um, yeah, I guess wicker basket material cornucopias. Sorry, I looked over there. That's where they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I picked up a couple things like that. Didn't pay much for it. Um, I think it's just, if you, if you know there's something you're looking for mm-hmm. in particular, it's a great way to find it. Or if you just are on a tight budget. Because it's not cheap to buy decor, holiday decor, brand new. Yeah. 
and you use it once a year. Yeah. And it's even a good idea to look for some of that as Christmas gifts for other people. Because some people, they like to give, you know, ornaments. Mm -hmm. It's just some people, they enjoy doing that as a My holiday treat. My mom had treat. a strict no holiday gifts oh, for holidays. really? Yes. She doesn't like Christmas things for Christmas because Christmas is over. But there are people who do that or have like yeah. a, some sort of traditional exchange. Yeah. Also, if you have a white elephant yes. party to go to... Where you need a white elephant gift, something weird, perfect. Mm -hmm. Thrifting is perfect. And that goes back to the first one. You can either purge something from your own collection for that white elephant gift and then replace it with something that you got thrifting. Yeah, you could. I'm, I, have a, I haven't gone to a white elephant party lately and I already, maybe I can even find it secondhand. I want, this is aside from our topic here, but... Snoop Dogg has a cookbook called yes. From Crook to Cook with a foreword by Martha Stewart. And I have wanted to pick that up for a white elephant gift. I just forever. saw that at Barnes & Noble though. Yes. <laughs> it's on my list for a white elephant gift. So if you find it secondhand, there's your white elephant gift yeah. if you need one. But um, anyway, so as far as like things I've done, um, like I said, I've dabbled in the holiday a little bit. Hmm. One of the biggest ones we've done though is when I got married, we had a moderate-sized wedding. So I want to say it, around 130 people. Like, it wasn't huge, but it filled a decent-sized room. Maybe 120, somewhere in there. Over 100, anyway. And so um, we were on a budget. We paid quite a bit for our photographer because mm -hmm. that's one of the things we prioritized. We were very blessed to have his parents made our food. They have worked in food service forever. And so his dad baked us cupcakes and his mom and some other desserts. And his mom uh, helped him also make like quiches and do, do these things. So they actually covered most of our food. But when, and we bought a few things, we bought like an actual wedding, a small wedding cake and you know some of those things. But one of the biggest expenses aside from, the venue, which we found an affordable venue, and the food that you'll incur are things like um, linen rental, mm -hmm. um, dishes rental, if your venue doesn't come with it, which ours did not come with any of that. Um, we got a very cheap venue relative to most. So we, we had no... It came with chairs and tables, but they were just plain round plastic tables. Yeah. They weren't cute. Let's put it that way. The venue, very cute. The tables provided, chairs provided, not very pretty for a wedding. So we had to grapple with the issue of what do we do with the table, the, that, and then decorations, and then also dishes. So when you get some rental, like if you get a, a venue, sometimes they will come with linens, dishes. If you have a caterer, we didn't have a caterer. So we had this, what could have been a very expensive section of our wedding mm -hmm. uncovered because we had my in-laws doing the food. And then we had a cheap venue. So what we ended up doing is we did not get our chair tablecloths and chair covers secondhand. We bought them. But for roughly the same price, and they weren't like the highest end ever, but for roughly the same price that we bought, that we would have rented them for. Mm. And I think the tablecloths we gifted to the church, his parents' church, but or our church. But the chair covers I actually sold. So they were not secondhand to begin with, but I resold them. 
after I after our wedding. Yeah. To someone to else. kind of recoup that. To help recoup some yeah. of the money. And then, um, but what we did do is, and I, if you are having a wedding, I did mine on a very short timeline, which I don't recommend unless you really, really, really re- want to get married then. Um, especially if you're doing work where I'm going to tell you we did. We thrifted glasses and dishes for the entire wedding. We went to, I had some help. I, mostly it was me. I had some help with Joe. He would come sometimes. Um, but I would sometimes go when he, he had a, like a commute and stuff. So I would sometimes go before he did. And then, um, his mom and sister helped some too. How long did that take you? Oh, I mean, we got engaged in July and got married in November. So we got it all done within a few month period. Um, it would have been quicker, but I wanted to keep them under a certain price point. Mm. So I didn't want to pay $10 for four dishes. You yeah. Know? So I tried to keep them. Under a certain point. And I also wanted a specific aesthetic. So I went with um, mixed china. Mm. But I didn't want like 70s orange. Like that. I So I went with like certain colors and creams and whites. Shades of different shades. And I, we did three plates. A large, medium, and small. A tea or coffee cup. And a, a, we used just mixed stemware. So wine glasses and stuff. For like water glasses, so everyone had three plates, uh, mixed, a, a piece of stemware and a coffee cup, <laughs> and that's a lot of dishes. Yeah. For a hundred plus people, um, but what happened is, and they hung around for a long time. It was it was kind of cool once we got it to done. Like in hindsight, better than in actual practice because you also have to wash all those things and rewash them afterwards. Mm-hmm. We had some help with those things and, and that sort of thing. But, um, and I had a cousin that's also in the secondhand realm that took care of most of our silverware. She actually got them secondhand and then she just took them back and sold them. Oh, nice. Uh, most of them. We, we had some that we bought cheap just to supplement what we had. But um, they sat around for a really long time. And then I finally got around to listing them on Facebook Marketplace. I found someone else who was also having a wedding that was willing to take all of the boxes of dishes off oh, my hands. Wow. And so I kept a few. I have a few in my china cabinet downstairs um, that I did keep from our wedding. But you ended Plates up and things investing that I can use for a, party. a decent amount of time. You found something not just affordable, but in your aesthetic. And then we're able to go and able to bless someone else. She got a deal. Yeah. They got out of my garage. Yep. I, I probably didn't 100% get our money back on them, but... I recouped quite a bit in selling those to her. Plus, I sold, like I said, the chair covers mm-hmm. too. So, um, because we were on a fairly small budget, like it worked for us. And if you're doing like a small wedding, like I said, if we did it for a modern wedding, I probably would not want to do it for a wedding larger than ours. Um, and it was taxing. I won't, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it was just so easy. Um, Especially when you're trying to get a good deal on. Mm-hmm. This was still the time where like major thrift stores would have a, a color a week kind of thing. So that helped. Yeah. Um, we, we don't have that up in our area. I've noticed um, other, Sundays. St- other states have them. Do they still? Yeah. We have it on Sundays now. They'll mm-hmm. have it like a half off color, but not all week. But at this time they did. So, But if you're having a small wedding, especially if you have a tight, like you can hear your budget squeak. You like the money is squeaking through your fingers. And you have a small wedding, let's say under 100, maybe 50, thrifting your dishes 
Perfect. If you don't mm -hmm. mind an eclectic look. I won't say you can't find like a china set that matches, but finding a specific pattern at the thrift store is going to be hard, but we just did an eclectic look. We had consistent like tablecloths, so that wasn't like visually crazy and we didn't have a lot of decor because the, the venue itself was pretty attractive. So I think it ended up looking okay, but in, you just have to make sure it, it's intentional. Yeah. Really. So it, it looks purposefully eclectic and not like, oh, you just missed Hodgepodge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cobbled together, but it can be done and I think it can look nice and it can save you a lot of money. Or if you're really, really good at it and lucky, you can, Turn around and maybe you can sell it for the exact same amount you had. Yeah. You bought it for. And if you can do that, awesome. Wedding on the cheap. I'm all about the wedding on the cheap. Yep. So that's that's my biggie is that those glasses and dishes and it was a it was a thing. But That's cool. Worked out good. Well, we would love to hear what you end up doing for your own events or holidays or Anything else that you have in mind that you would go ahead and source from thrifting to make your life cheaper? Yeah, and if um, I, I want to hear like other ideas that we don't have, like mm -hmm. we've covered big ones: holidays, weddings, parties. Um, so decor and, and like serviceware. Like I, I've thrifted some. It sounds weird, but disposable plates. For, and cups for Thanksgiving, but they were wrapped in pack, like in plastic, still mm -hmm. perfectly new. Um, but what do we miss? Like, what should we be looking out for, for these special occasions? And how can you end up pulling these things off for cheaper free? Because a lot of people spend a lot of money yeah. on, on special occasions. And I am a firm believer that you do not have to, yeah. to have a nice event. Like, I think a lot of people get discouraged when they start looking at the price tag of things for parties, for in-house parties. Or party out, outside of your house parties like weddings and think that you need this huge budget to have a nice time to have it look nice to have it feel nice and that is not true it isn't it this is something i i think i've seen the average american believes they need to spend something like five thousand dollars on a wedding and it's i think like, that's low yeah and it's like i think i've heard of people spending 20 like five to <laughs> me isn't isn't super crazy but I've known people 10, mm -hmm. 20. Like, you don't need to spend that much to have... A have a great wedding. time and celebrate, you know, uniting families. <laughs> yeah. So, especially not on your your dishes and your decor. It's just, there's so much out there. Yeah. So, anyway, good luck thrifting and then maybe reselling um, for your special occasions. Again, if you have any comments, questions, or... Um, tips. We would love to hear them. Have a great day. See ya.